Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Hey. Oh my God, it's Steve oh. Stamp. It's Steve Stamp. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. I've got yes. headphones. I fucked it instantly. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm going to get, get some one second. All right, all right. I'm so hungover, man. I can huh? tell. Yeah, you got that sort of croaky voice. Where you're like, <laughs> smoke loads of cigarettes. Oh, mate, I've got, the proper horse, I've got the proper horse chest today from like Please. sparking Smoking. up constantly. Oh, oh, it's rank. So disgusting. I can't find his headphones. Never mind, mate. Oh, yes, mate. I'm going to look really hip hop now. Can you put, put use them to push your hair back as well? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, really, I was like, fuck, I'm doing like a hip hop co- podcast and I look the most indie I've ever looked in my life. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. I'm wearing a suit. Uh, how are you, mate? You good? Yeah, man. How are you? Yeah, yeah not bad. I just saying to Rupert, I'm really hung over because I, I went out last night like a fucking legend. Just, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> did I drink? Just a bit, mate. Just a, a bit. bit, yeah. Did I do all the drugs? No, actually, I don't do drugs, but I could have. I got off of stuff. So. How many pints you think? How many, how many pints are we talking, man? No, I did this weird thing last night. Of, actually, that was such the wrong. It's not weird. I just decided for the first time, because I went out for the first time in a long time last night, mm. and I thought I was going to avoid beer completely. And then yeah. I went straight into gin and tonic, because I thought it was like, nice. quite a summery drink to mm. have. But they kept bringing it in like these big goblets. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where well, it looks like a sort of a kind of centerpiece on the middle of a table type. Yeah, thing. yeah. It looks like a discussion thing where you go. Yeah. I was, I, was, I was in Bulgaria and I saw this at a thing or whatever. Like constantly drinking out of those. Um, you just, it's just weird. It's like the most cumbersome fucking drink receptacle anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's like a sort of goblet type vibe. Exactly, goblet thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, you know what? As I was drinking, I thought talk about I might have got tomorrow. myself some material. <laughs> got some material on this. I'm doing a gig tomorrow, so they might get ten minutes of uh, gin and tonic glass stuff. Well, you could walk on stage with a goblet. Oh, that's a great <laughs> show! Yeah. Just put it down and go. God, what is the deal with this glass? Who Mad. This? I, I asked them for a glass backstage, and they got me this. <laughs> it's a bit fucking weird. Bit much, isn't it? <laughs> it's like the kind of thing you get in Bulgaria. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm sure I heard them talk about this on a podcast recently. <laughs> so, Steve Stamp, we're in, aren't we? We're yeah, we're recording. We yeah. have actually yeah, started. It's recording. like a nice casual yeah. easing. Just ease me in. Yeah, we just do. Well, do you know what we do? Do you know what we do, Steve? We say that we're going to do a nice casual easing, and Rupert always likes it to be like that. And then I formally announce the start of the podcast and completely yeah, yeah, undermine yeah. it. That's what happens. Yeah, oh, by the way, we are recording, and all of this is being <laughs> Drugs and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how are you, Steve? You good? Yeah, it's good. You know what? On that note, though, it's quite mad seeing like everyone back in the raves today. It's like, yeah. on mm. social media this morning, all the DJs are back in the raves, and it's, it's quite nice to see. Mm, After yeah. like a, a year of seeing them quite depressed, sort of not knowing really what to post. Mm. I know. It's it's great. Yeah, because everybody's been doing like. Basically, all the DJs have been setting up cameras in their bedrooms, haven't they? And trying to sort out little Insta Live yeah. things. But like, what Rupert and I were saying, like all the comedians, because it's been so long since they've heard a really full room, room rocking, yeah. it's just it, all of their Instagram is just full of stories of them just like absolutely buzzing their tits off. Smashing the what, Yeah, they've <laughs> just forgotten what a full what a full crowd sounds like. It's like comedy's amazing. Live comedy's back, guys, and it's <laughs> better than ever. The crowd must be going crazy as well because they haven't had a good laugh for like a yeah. long time. Just laughing at anything. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I did a I did a gig the other night, like a pub gig thing, and it's like it must have been their first gig back or something or whatever. I said something, like something so fucking innocuous, like 
then I'm gonna just post here. Like something about the state. Your chin glass. Glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just said this is a bit much, isn't it? This. Never <laughs> yeah. Um, they practically gave me a fucking standing ovation. It was, yeah. it was mad. Like, I like. I hope they stay like that. Do you know what I mean? Because imagine yeah. doing material and it gets nothing at this stage. Oh, really I, 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 you just have to kill yourself immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you're done. Anyway, Steve, we've got to talk about this. Uh, how's it feel to be a movie star, mate? This yeah, is oh, like, man. Uh, it, still doesn't, it, it still doesn't feel like it's uh, happening yet, but yeah, it will do, hopefully. How yeah. long has it been? Because I, I think I, we went out for... <laughs> this sounds so bad. We went out for a drink, didn't we, about two years ago? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I never called you, me back. No, I never called you back. <laughs> I just didn't feel like it. Didn't feel like it went well, <laughs> uh, but you had you done it then, or had you like or, no? You were you written uh, it, then, I think. I think we had written it and we hadn't shot it yet. But it got delayed, didn't it? Like it's been you've had it done for a bit, right? Yeah, we finished it like just as the sort of uh, whole epidemic thing set in, and mm. uh, we were in the edit when it happened, so it was kind of sort of good timing in a weird way, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, then we just had to sit on it because it, it they wanted to do a cinema release, so we were kind of obviously happy to to wait for that. But uh, yeah, cinemas have just kind of been a bit of a <laughs> been a bit of a struggle for cinemas recently. So yeah, we've had to wait, but now it is all ready to go. And apparently, there's going to be loads of uh, posters and all that sort of shit appearing. It's weird with 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 like movie kind of. Well, this is what they told us anyway. They don't really advertise it up until just before like they'll right. do a few like, bits of trailers and stuff like that but the sort of poster campaigns and stuff they don't do it until kind of right near the time and then they yeah because no one pre-orders cinema tickets probably yeah i guess That's so yeah and they probably just can't be asked to just have loads of them all the mm. time okay well, rupert that was a very insightful yeah. observation <laughs> there'll be more there'll be more don't worry Bloody hell. Um, <laughs> oh, mate, I was so the pub I was at last night. They, oh, um, the old gin story again. No, this is really, no, but this is, I, I, I've never heard somebody do this, but they, the DJ played a corruption. Yeah. Yeah, and then he goes, uh, look out for the movie. What? Wow. Nothing big in Japan coming out soon, like that. Also, we probably we probably paid for that yeah, in yeah. some way. <laughs> Word of mouth campaign. I had a dream to I, was like, I don't think I've ever heard a movie plugged mm. at yeah. the Punch Bowl in Crawley ever before. We're, we're quite like, uh, <laughs> I mean, we're quite niche, I suppose, in terms of our music crossover stuff. It's, mm. It is a bit of a weird one. It's hard to place Corrupt Film because we're, I guess, just trying to cash in anywhere we can. No, but we're just... <laughs> 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 yeah, the, that is mad though. It's good. That yeah, I was really surprised. And then I went up to the uh, went up to the DJ. I was like, "Hey, man! Hey, I actually know these guys." <laughs> oh, cool, cool, I'm cool. doing a podcast with one of them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Is that why you rang me at one in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> you did a, the FaceTime. Hey, Steve, no, tell him, no, Steve, tell him, tell him about that. We had a laugh about no, it. No, God, it. I told you, and then and then you hung up. <laughs> We've had we've you're, you're, we saved the best for last, didn't we, Rom? We've had all your all your other stable mates on the show, but we yeah. saved the best for last. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, I don't know how to take that, but I'll take it either yeah, way. If, it, it felt like <laughs> um, it felt like the sort of thing that you'd say, and knowing Steve, he's only going to take that negatively. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was it was probably a bad thing. We to ran out. Say of, it. uh, it's a pep talk. It's a, out of you, really. We haven't quite started yet. It's a bit of a pep yeah. talk. Oh, we not started. Okay, good. <laughs> have we started? We have started. Yeah, we have started. Yeah, otherwise, it's a massive fucking waste of all our time. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, how have you been anyway during lockdown? Is it just been working on a film and stuff, or like getting uh, ready for it to come out? Yeah, a little bit of that. We're, I was sort of in the edit and doing the sort of all the post stuff, and uh, and then just writing things really. So it's been all right in terms of 
like getting on top of all the writing stuff I was sort of that uh, wasn't getting done because I was too busy fucking around mm. going out and doing things so yeah it was, it's been alright it's been productive you're about to start shooting um, The Curse aren't you with uh, yeah. with Friend of the Podcast and Only No Snoop uh, of all of the hip hop artists Tom Davis we have to be very careful don't we talking about Tom yeah, he doesn't like he doesn't like he doesn't like that he did the podcast years ago, but he's still our go-to example <laughs> of the person who came on the podcast knowing the least about hip hop. Yeah. I think it was shortly after that we changed our booking policy. <laughs> That's a fair thing to say. <laughs> so we yeah, we've been writing we've been doing loads of Zoom writing meetings, which is quite weird, but mm. sort of good in a way. It means that like everyone can sort of you know how, like, when you're in a room, everyone just shouts over each other. But on yeah. Zoom, it, on Zoom, it chooses who to listen to, and it's all. Yeah. So actually, like, you can sort of get your your voice heard without having to shout over Tom and Sepa, which is two of the loudest men I've ever <laughs> had the pleasure of being in a room with. So people who don't know, you should tell them about what the curse is. Yeah. So yeah, the curse is a new Channel Four thing that we're doing. It's about a '80s gold robbery. It's based on a true story, the Brinks Matt robbery. But we're doing a sort of comedy retelling of it, uh, which is kind of completely changing what happened, really. But a lot of what did happen was amazingly funny. Uh, it was kind of by accident that they managed to kind of steal the biggest shipment of gold that's ever sort of happened, basically. And pretty much like from there, it was just these kind of low-level gangsters struggling to deal with all this gold that they had and right. not knowing how to sort of not not knowing like how to make deals and, and what they're supposed to be doing basically which is yeah. amazing like there's a true story about them going to Colombia and 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 having like a meeting with what's his name the Escobar Escobar, Escobar. <laughs> so they go to Colombia to meet Escobar have a do a deal with in exchange for coke so they give them a load of gold to get coke <laughs> And they're like, it's true, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then they and then they realise that they have no way of like getting back. They haven't sort of thought about what. Yeah, they, they've got a load of the coke, coke in yeah. Colombia. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, well, how are we going to get this? That's the kind of levels that we're dealing with. So yeah, it's it sort of writes itself, but uh, we've been having a lot of fun sort of developing these characters and uh, obviously the eighties element of it's amazing as well. Like for the music and stuff like that, it's. Um, all the scripts have got like loads of musical kind of choices already in there and stuff. So it's, it's yeah, really good. We've got like four hundred song playlists already. Like just getting excited. Really? Any hip hop? Eighties hip hop? And not at the moment actually, because Tom's involved, so he's refused to. <laughs> let yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, well, yeah. For this podcast, it's uh, it's going really. No, bad. it would have been if this was a radio show. It would have been a good segue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like, have you got any like? Uh, <laughs> Speaking of playlist choices, are you um, excited about? It's very, you never know how excited people are or not about this new Kanye dropping that he was supposed to. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I got, yeah. I'm a big fan of Kanye. I am, um, yeah. I think he's like, he's obviously, you know, a fascinating psychological study as well as everything else. But he's, uh, yeah, as an artist, I think he's amazing. I kind of love most of what he's done, even the sort of, like the last, like the gospel album he put out, yeah. I loved. I loved it. I thought yeah. it was amazing. That that tune with Pusha T, yeah, and we, and weirdly Kenny G at the end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, finally, it's, it's such a banger. The best is yet to come. I'm just glad that you waited. They all said it real till it's time to appraise it. I seen them come and go. You only the latest. But who am I to judge? I'm crooked as Vegas. Use this gospel for protection. It's a hard road to heaven. We call on your blessings. And the Father, we put our faith. Like after the after they finished rapping, I didn't think I need some sax, sort of loose saxophone on this, but I think what what he does amazingly well is that is is he knows like who the tastemakers are that he should get involved and who yeah. who he should like allowed to be kind of uh, part of the process of making his album. So he kind of, you know, like people like Benji B and like those kind of, 
DJs that are so in touch with the music scene. So he'll yeah. he'll bring them into the fold so that he is like on the pulse of, not just on the pulse, but sort of going, you know, off in his own direction. But with that sort of knowledge of, of what's going on at the moment. And like, if he wants, I don't know, like to get some gospel sounds and, you know, like Budgie did that whole gospel album. I think he was yeah. an alchemist. And so he got him involved to like, get some fucking amazing samples in there. Like that that sort of, when you're like at the level he's at, you can just pull together all the fucking yeah. but, guys in the music scene and just like... Yeah, but it doesn't ever people. feel like... You know, you hear artists sometimes and they'll go, they'll just pull... I mean, it happens more in pop music with like legends yeah. where they, they just bring in whoever to, sell to try, you know, to try yeah. and jump on that, mm. to jump on that sound. Well, Steve always feels like he takes whatever they do and, and he still, it still sounds like Kanye. Do you know what I mean? It's like, whereas mm. it's not like he's suddenly gone, oh, this is my, th- I'm going to do this Skippy thing or whatever I'm going to try and do. I'm going to sound exactly like this artist now. I'm going to bring them on to give it a bit of credibility or whatever. He does, tur- he does turn it into something mm. that is undeniably him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time. The thing of his like massively inflated ego means that he will always like, not be happy with anybody else's shit. Like it, somebody yeah. can show him the perfect beat, and he will go, "Nah, nah, nah. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll show you how we should do this." Yeah, and like yeah. flip it into something else, yeah. and that will be sick. So fair play to yeah. him. It works. I can imagine he's got a. I imagine he has got quite a, a Brenty quality to him in his uh, in, <laughs> yeah. in the studio, like Shoot. sitting like... sitting with the chair backwards, like yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Was it amazing? No, can I make it amazing? Watch this. Yeah, uh, but like the thing with the, the other thing is, have you been watching all these videos of his album listening thing? Yeah, Which, it's crazy. He's still, saw, apparently, he's I, still he's still staying in the stadium where he did the listening party. Really? You know this? Yeah, because he's like he just decided he wants to finish it there, so he's bought like ten beds, and he's no just, that's why he appeared at some like football game there yesterday, and he just rocked up because he's living there. <laughs> Oh, I saw I saw somebody at a football game wearing, <laughs> yeah, that was him. wearing the sort of gimp, yeah the like, red shit. Yeah, that, I think it's him. Yeah, they're saying he's. And I thought him. it was like a. I thought it was just somebody <laughs> for banter pretending to be Kanye West in the crowd. <laughs> it was him in the same gear. Yeah, loads of people are in his house going, "What are you doing here?" This is because it was Kanye West doing the same thing. <laughs> Crazy. That's unbelievable, man. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, you're here because uh, you're into hip hop, obviously, and also because we like you. I mean, but 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 to be absolutely honest, if you weren't into hip hop at all, that you probably would be a deal breaker for this. Since I Tom mean, Davis, pre yeah, Tom, 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 Tom told Davis. me, Tom told me I had to pretend to like hip hop. You're <laughs> <laughs> doing a good job, man. Yeah, yeah, re- honestly, really good, really good. I've printed out a few bits. <laughs> yeah. You're going to show us some pictures of famous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've like photoshopped me into a photo with uh, someone black thought. Black yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, good. Man, good, he good. knows his stuff. Yeah, Black Thought. Yeah, he knows exactly. <laughs> not which not an obvious one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy knows his stuff. This guy knows his stuff. So, what was uh, what would be your uh, what was your first hip hop album? How'd you get into it? Well, I, you sent me some questions asking yeah. like, what, and I just uh, combined. I just combined two of them. Which yeah, but my. <laughs> he's a good, I told you he's a good interviewer. Yeah, I wrote like a sort of shit, like a uh, jokey response to this one, which is basically that my first hip hop album was uh, PJ and Duncan Psych. Incredible. Straight up proven, we can get you grooving. This track's booming. It ain't no hype. Watch us wreck the mic. Watch us wreck the mic. Watch us wreck the mic. Psych. Let's which is true because that was, in a way, rap, I guess. Mm. It is, no, that is rap. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, you know, that is a rap album. Yeah. Uh, how old were you then when that album came out? I actually don't know. I'd have to look up the year. But I remember I was at a leisure centre having... My birthday party was at this, like, sports centre. You know, when you get all your mates to, and you just have a big kickabout, basically, in a sports centre. Yeah. It was one of those parties. And I remember getting the CD. My uncle bought it for me. And, uh, and we played it, and it was, like, the best thing. But because I was always into, like... Even when, when I was young, I was... I always thought rap was like cool. Like the other one was E17 when mm. when that sort of came about, and I was in primary school. I remember going to like aftercare, like at, at my school, and uh, 
we would perform E17 like on chairs and shit like proper <laughs> and I knew all the raps like I was I was I wanted to be Tony Mortimer basically at that time so that was that was my early very very early do you remember any of the lyrics I'm not asking you to rap but do you oh, remember yeah, yeah. the lines from it steam like a cream dream never stop rising I'll rub you like a wave going out while the tide's in it's poetry <laughs> It's poetry. And now, <laughs> is, and as you, the older you get, the more you realize that he just was basically using like a thesaurus rather than actually like, knowing what he was talking about. But, yeah, but at the time, you thought it was properly deep. Yeah, you were like, "This is the smartest shit ever." Yeah, I thought it was incredible. Mm -hmm. um, but I also remember getting one of my like actual real sort of first hip hop albums was Thirty Six Chambers. I remember getting yeah. that. That's a that's a good swift move from PJ and Duncan to. I went in deep. Yeah, yeah. I went straight yeah. in with Thirty Six Chambers. That and then like around that or maybe a bit later on was like uh, my Eminem phase as well. So there was like, mm. I sort of, yeah, went in deep and then became a sort of cliche of like a, a white guy listening to hip hop and dyeing my hair yellow. <laughs> Did you? Right. Yeah, it genuinely happened. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty, it was a journey basically. Yeah, yeah. A but a, re a, a respectable journey because I know that like, the RZA often refers to PJ and Duncan as the 37th chamber, doesn't it? Like in interviews <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. There's 37 and 38, isn't it? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has to start somewhere. Do you, do you ever do you ever put 36 chambers on now? Because like, the thing about yeah, like, ob like obviously it's like it's such a classic, but it is one of those albums where you kind of had to have got into it when it came out. Like if you play that record to people now. I guess it's quite like, yeah, it's it's kind of, you have to pick your moments for it, I guess. But yeah. the production on that, I, I'm always, I've, I'm someone who's very obsessed with production more than yeah. lyrics, really, and more than more than the rappers a lot of the time. But the production on that still, like, stands up now. Like, it still feels like a, you could, you could drop a, one of those instrumentals now and it would completely yeah. work. Mm. It's unbelievable. Um, I guess the lyrics are probably what makes it a little bit more jarring and sort of yeah. a bit like if you put it on in the family barbecue, <laughs> it might turn some heads kind of thing. Yeah. Your mum yeah. might come up to you and ask, what, what is this? Can you, can you change it, please? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I still do listen to, I still listen to Wu-Tang. Like if I'm driving, I feel like it's good driving music. Yeah. Do, do, do you, did, you, did you listen to all of their... Um... Like, did you keep following them, like, with all the silo projects and stuff like that? Kind of. Not, like, very deeply, but I feel like there were some albums where I would just like sort of one or two of the yeah, tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'd just sort of, like, have them, but I wouldn't ever sort of revisit those albums. I love, like, Raekwon, uh, the Cuban Lynx album, Ghostface. Is, I, like, I love, I love what Ghostface has done in terms of like collaborating with like other artists and stuff like that. He kind of pops up on like he's got a thing with like bad, bad, not good and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that sort of stuff I really like. Yeah, man. I've, the Wu Tang journey though is so wild. Like the the whole thing of them, their sort of politics and shit is it's quite. I fun. know. Did you see that documentary? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And I, I remember like I remember like. The first time I've sort of became aware of like the politics, there's this like old this hip hop documentary from years and years ago, the show, right? Yeah. And it, it, it was like low it was loads of different people. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and they were like I think it was in Japan actually. It was Japan, yeah. yeah. It, that was one of the inspirations in the film, is that uh oh, wow. is that basically there's a bit where Method Man's like he he's sort of saying that he's ill because he hasn't got any weed. <laughs> and he's and they're, he's, they're all being really dramatic. They've got like towels over their heads, like lying back. Like I can't, I can't, can't get any weird. So we sort of, yeah, that was one of the inspirations. 
But I remember, like, I remember them, Jim and him, I think him and you, God, were having, like, an argument on the train. Yeah, like, yeah. Proper mm. heated. Yeah, it was really mm. heated. And I remember thinking, like, in the same way that I imagine an eight-year-old would get upset about two members of One Direction arguing or, or something like that. Yeah. I, I remember being really upset by it. I like, thinking, I thought these guys were like, I thought they were like a clan. I thought they were, we like, were going to yeah. stay up sort of thing. Yeah, I, wasn't, yeah. I think I was. I was like, oh God, I don't want to say this. Yeah. It was like yeah. you got them saying that Method Man doesn't let them get a word in basically and that he's yeah. the one that does all the talking and that they should talk. Yeah, it got proper weird. Well, it's because, I think it's because like when you read about all of the like the inception of Wu Tang or whatever, they all like the RZA. I don't know how many of those, but they they the RZA just saw Method Man as the one that was going to be the megastar, just because mm. his voice, his kind mm. of charisma, and all of that. And so, you know, he must have just been pushing him front and center. Method Man was definitely seen as the sort of front man to some extent, and and RZA, yeah. I guess, is the sort of like instrumental player, instrumental. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I remember being obsessed with Method Man for a while. Like Method too, Man was. Yeah. He was like my favorite, you know, like there was that era where he was just putting out all the sort of pop like bangers, but they were all yeah. sick. I remember thinking he was definitely my favorite. And then as I got older, I was like, maybe Raycon's my favorite. Yeah. Maybe Ghostface is my favorite now. Yeah, Ghostface had been my favorite for such a long time. Mm. But also, partly, it's like, um, you got somebody, here's your favorite member of Wooten. They go, Method Man. You go, okay, man. I thought I was talking to a head. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Went, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even wear your cap backwards. <laughs> <laughs> You're not hip hop at all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, le I'll leave you to listen to Gravel Pit. I'm going to actually listen to some. <laughs> I'm actually going to listen to some proper Wu Tang. All right. Cool. Yeah. 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 That was a blip, wasn't it? That that was that, that Flintstone style video. Do you remember? Mate, that was fucking so mad. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. It was like, were they that trying was, to push? Wasn't that on the Flintstone soundtrack? I think it was. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, it was. Was it? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems mad to go that into it, doesn't it? Hold if on, it hold on, hold on. I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah, they were. Is that true. I think they were actually on the soundtrack for the Flintstone. I'm not sure if they. It must have been that they made. Google it. Me, right? If it's Gravel Pit, or did they just think? There's not that many maybe yeah. that lend themselves to the Flintstone <laughs> themes. Work backwards. Gravel Pit sort of worked. Yeah. Let's get Wu-Tang in. If, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what I think is madder. The fact they made that tune called Gravel Pit without it being affiliated with the Flintstones or that it was. Do you know what I mean? That's so I guess if, you, if you've made a tune for the Flintstone soundtrack and you've got access to like the fucking studio and shit, it, yeah. it would be very tempting to go down there and have a day out, like fucking around being the Flintstone. Yeah. But yeah, if you're Wu-Tang, maybe have a think about that. I know. And then yeah. it's, doesn't the chorus go, check out my gravel pit? And then it's a, a mystery, mystery unraveling. unraveling. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you on about? Unless, yeah. you're telling me, unless you're telling me the plot of the Flintstones movie is that there's a murder that takes place at the gravel pit. In which case... No, but then it goes, sort of, goes Wu-Tang is, is... Isn't it Wu-Tang is the CD that I travel with? Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so it's just like... It's just like a plug. It's like they're not even trying to disguise the fact that they're just doing this to plug their other stuff. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't... I've just checked. It wasn't on the soundtrack. So what? It was separate. Wow. So okay, the, concept, no, the concept came about because uh, they referenced 2 million BC which spares a strong resemblance to the representation of the Stone Age and the Flintstones, so that's why they did the video. <laughs> that's just like completely <laughs> blown my mind. <laughs> Nothing makes any sense no. of end, end of podcast. Wow. Oh my God. But what about that thing of them like making that fucking weird CD that there's only, or what is it? Oh, there's only vinyl. one copy of. Is that, it a that... CD or is it a vinyl? It can't be a CD, can it? <laughs> it's a, a I think USB it's, stick. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a vinyl, isn't it? Yeah, that mm. geezer. That, isn't, he, isn't he the guy that like pushed up the price on Farmer or whatever? What, yeah, like, he's, yeah. Yeah. Right, he's in jail now, isn't he? Is that, he, yeah. Without his album. That was quite a, a Kanye move, actually. Mm. It's, yeah, it's, but it also is the absolute opposite of Wu-Tang is for the children or whatever. I mean, it's, like, it's, it's, yeah. like, it's, it's in such... We're going to make one copy and we're going to give it to whoever is rich enough. Yeah. To pay us. It's so mad, isn't it? I think what 
it was supposed to be was more of a sort of legendary like the mythology of the Wu-Tang and the mm. having like the the sort of you know like in those I don't know there's that kung fu movies where it's like there's a sort of special scroll or a fucking sword or some shit that they're all a like go- a goblet yeah or a goblet <laughs> a gin and tonic filled goblet um and I, th- I feel like that was their way of justifying it but actually it was definitely a weird money thing yeah at the same time so the guy martin shkreli yeah paid two million dollars for it and now it's been seized because he's in prison. It's been seized by the federal court. I mean, I guess it's with the authorities. Or whatever. That's fucking um, weird, isn't it? <laughs> Bizarre. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, um, 36 Chambers is your favourite. What sort of yeah. artists are you listening to? Like, what so- type of hip-hop do you listen to now? What do you, where do you kind of gravitate? Um, I guess, like, I'm trying to think of examples. Like, Action Bronson is up there for me. Like, the, mm. the sort of, the ones that have a kind of, a bit of, like, charisma and, uh, mm. but also I like the, his productions are, are quite kind of, like, the alchemist kind of stuff. I guess it's quite influenced by Wu-Tang and samples and, that sort of stuff. Yo, it's Mr. 4040. Dressed like I'm Tresh from Naughty. A young brother that'll stretch your shorty. David Caruso couldn't connect the story. Solid puzzle. His favorite murder weapon was a shovel. It's the Hefe. Spanish women all over my body like I'm a Shete Holmes. All I do is write these essay poems. Let's get dusted at the Mets game homes. Like 16 handles. Catch me swirling in the left lane home. I don't even got my left leg on. Trying to dance tonight. This ain't your language that I sing. Wrapped up my hands are nice. Me and my brother go together just like lamb and rice. Things that are a bit interesting. Like Tyler's new album I really like. Oh my, my God. That is such a great album. Now we ready. Rosewood pull up. Black boy, hop out. Shout out to my mother and my father, they can pull out. MSG sell out. Fuck these niggas, yap out. Whips on whips, my ancestors got their backside. Too far, 500 stacks for the hood. Call me Lumberjack, cause I wish a nigga would. Where she wouldn't like I, this the wish a nigga could face. They ain't getting paper like they should. Yeah, I feel like he's become like one of my favorite kind of all around artist just in the sense of how he plays the kind of the visuals and like he's so he's so creative with all elements of what it is to be an artist now which is like do you, do you reckon because he is really good at it do you think somebody is helping him do you reckon he's got because every single interview i see of his every single stunt i see of his every yeah. single video to me it just feels note perfect yeah, and I just sort of think if that is all coming from him, it's pretty incredible, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so... even to the point where like each album has a kind of, or it feels like each album has a fashion sort of look that yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. goes mm-hmm. along with it. Like like this album, like he's wearing these outfits with a similar hat, like a similar kind of neckerchief type thing. Yeah. He's got a kind of Gucci swag, like but kind of the like preppy kind of neat like look and it's like the album before he was doing like the sort of suits with the weird hair and shit yeah, yeah. the wig and stuff yeah i don't know he mu- i guess he must have like a team of mm. he must have yeah. a stylist he must have a uh someone who is like 
he's obviously on these videos, he's obviously working with loads of great directors and people, but uh, fuck knows, man. It's like, just to have that level of, like you say, like everything to be that perfect. Yeah. Like that is that is definitely driven by him. Like he's definitely working hard at making that like all feel like it all fits together. I don't know if you like you know like um, because he sort of you, you, with the, with the wig and stuff like that. I mean, mm. I don't know if you saw Kid Cudi like went on I think Kimmel or something wearing a, a dress like a dress, Kurt Cobain dress or whatever. What's really funny about all that is like I remember when I was when I was like reading the source in like the fucking nineties or whatever. They're yeah. all going on about this rumor that there's a gay rapper, right? Like, there's a gay rapper and he's yeah. too sort of come out or whatever. And then obviously now we've like, you know, we've like all of those lines. Not, I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying Kid Cudi and Tyler Crater playing with sexual, but just like the whole idea of somebody like Tyler the Crater coming out with a wig, Kid Cudi wearing a dress. Mm. In years gone by, that would have mm. been like almost career ending for rappers. Do you know what I mean? Like like to, to do something like that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm surprised that Kanye hasn't done it yet. Like that, yeah. that, that mm. move. Like it's because I feel like a lot of them, I feel like definitely with Tyler, he does that shit deliberately to like mock homophobes, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I love that. I think that's I think that's sick. Like to and, and Kid Cudi as well, actually. Yeah, he definitely he definitely knew that he was going to piss, like, middle America off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I, like, I, I, I love that, personally. Yeah. But it's like, it's like little Nas X now, who my uh, kids are obsessed yeah. with. It's just, like, every video, it's literally like, I want to fucking irritate homophobes <laughs> as much as I possibly can. I mean, like, it's, it is good. But, but almost the funniest element of that is I follow loads of old school rappers or like, you know, 90s rappers on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. And they are absolutely furious about what's going yeah. like, on. Like, so they... that ex from Brand Nubian, <laughs> I think he might have posted up a picture of Kid Cudi on that thing, just going, what the hell has happened to hip hop? Or, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, if this is what you want to fuck with, fine, but just know this, you ain't fucking with me no more or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Just Jesus. like really like, <laughs> yeah. like, there is this thing of like, you suddenly, I suddenly go, all right, that's why there was a rumor about a gay rapper for so long that didn't want to come out because with all of this purist hip hop, like all of these like, you know, 90s golden era guys, a lot of them really just, <laughs> just don't want to see hip hop not be really macho and sort of grabbing your dick and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the, the sort of gang shit. Like, I feel like that kind of, that that sort of gang stuff has become like uh, people are becoming a bit more aware of the fact that it's like, especially rappers. I feel like are speaking out about the fact that it's stupid. Basically, like you got people yeah. like Kendrick that are like a bit more kind of saying that that's not the way to go, and and kind of in contrast to like say like fucking Tupac and Biggie shit, where it's just all about like making sure that everyone knew you were affiliated with gang culture and fucking all of that stuff. I feel like watching like documentaries about Tupac recently and Biggie as well, it's like a lot of that was almost like a pressure to show that you were from the streets and that you were kind of part of that culture and that you had the same mentality as those people or whatever in order for your culture to accept you. Yeah. And like, yeah. and now, and now the sort of, I guess we're in such a different like culture where people are able to express themselves much more openly and actually the more you express yourself, the more people gravitate towards you now. And the more real you are in terms of like being different, the better it is. So it's kind of yeah, like yeah. gone completely the other way, which is like... I know. Well, it's like, it's like all of those rappers talking about keeping it real. But the point that you've made there is that it isn't really. You're sort of trying to keep it to a very sort of whatever the accepted image of what a rapper should be, basically. So that authenticity, yeah. like, it's like fake. Whereas now, mm. you could argue that people are keeping it real more than ever because, you know, you've got this sort of, all these different images, all these different kind of ways of presenting themselves and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just it's just very funny seeing, um, <laughs> seeing rappers get pissed off about <laughs> I just, find, I just yeah. find it really hilarious. But also, I find it slightly upsetting because I feel like I've been guilty in the past of being... Not in terms of like rappers wearing dresses, but in terms of like I'm a purist when it comes to hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I suddenly start thinking, oh, being a purist means I'm aligning myself with like those kind of views. I think I'm just going to fuck that off, though. Maybe do you know what I mean? I think my my way into like 
when I sort of started getting into hip hop properly was like in sort of secondary school and when I got me and Hugo both both were kind of obsessed and, and like a few of my friends who were kind of the people that were showing me music and stuff and, and we were all obsessed with like the Neptunes and Timberland and these people that were making like beats that weren't like they weren't the sort of classic hip hop beats really. They were mm. pushing mm. towards like weird weirder stuff and like slightly more uh experimental sounds or even like with NERD when that came out, I remember being like oh shit, like this is, it's like a band. Like it's, it was like a, a weird sort of crossover. And then, and yeah. then that, I felt like opened a lot of doors into like other types of music. Yeah, so I, I guess my, my thing of hip, I was never really a purist in that sense. I was always kind of listening to the stuff that was going off in different, like more odd directions, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Do you listen to instrumental stuff then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like when I, so I used to, have decks and like buy vinyls and I would get all of the like Neptunes and Timberland vinyls as they were coming out basically and sort of spend all my money on it and and I'd just be mixing like instrumentals basically just like no one no one rapping just just for me basically yeah. but those were the beats that like I guess maybe that was why I was drawn towards the more sort of interesting beats was because I was mixing them as well so it was like uh if it's just like a boom bap sort of beat that just repeats, it's not as good to play yeah. on, on its own sort of thing. I remember being really upset because I was at some house party when I was a kid and I just bought this Das FX album. Yeah. And I said, oh, can I put my album on? And they were like, yeah. And then I played some track and the beat started. And then as soon as they started rapping, one of my mates went, this track was so good until this fucking chatting started happening over the top of it. <laughs> and it, like, I mean, Dust Effects were like particularly mad rapping style. But like, do you ever do you ever find yourself listening to tracks and going, it's actually quite a bit of a show that there is a rapper on this, basically? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Like, yeah. especially, I, I remember listening to, uh, to this podcast when you were chatting to Hugo. Yeah. And you were talking about Timberland and Magoo. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah, yeah. that's like the perfect yeah, example. That's such, yeah. yeah. And like, they're, they're both just awful rappers. Like, but they're, <laughs> he, he's like, it's fucking some of Timberland's like best beats, like on, <laughs> on those Came albums. But, yeah, no one ever wants to listen to them because they're so painfully like uh, bad with the rap. Yeah, I think I've got all of Timberland's albums, right? And yeah. They combine incredible sonics with some of the worst lyrical play you've ever heard in your life. And, I, and you still listen to it. And sometimes the beat is so good, I start to try and convince myself actually what he's doing is amazing because he's, he's written to this beat. And then actually, yeah. I, you, then you actually listen to the lyrics on its own. You go, no, he's, he's, rhymed, the same, he's rhymed the same word with itself, like about three or four times across this verse. Nothing about what he's saying mm. makes sense. <laughs> do you remember Bubba Sparks? Oh yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember Bubba Sparks. Bubba Sparks. That's yeah, another. That's another great example of uh, yeah. like just getting the instrumental album of Bubba Sparks was was so <laughs> so great, so much better. Yeah, I remember. I, I think I once told somebody that I thought Bubba Sparks was going to be bigger than Eminem. <laughs> I, th I think I must have been like high or something. I don't know what was up with me. <laughs> so, is there anything about hip hop you don't like? Uh, Bubba Sparks. Bubba Sparks, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I guess probably that thing of like uh, the the old school sort of like what you were talking about that sort of yeah. snobbery of like uh, it needs to stay like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like how it used to be, and that there's a kind of uh, that hip hop evolving is problematic in certain ways. <laughs> but that's the same with I guess that's the same with any sort of music or or art in general, there's always going to be the people that were doing it like back in the day that, that sort of think that they have a kind of ownership over it and that it's like they understand it and that yeah. people that are doing it differently are doing it wrong, essentially. Yeah, but I wonder, so, I, I don't know, it's difficult to properly like ascertain this or whatever because I listen to hip-hop, we listen to hip-hop, but I do sometimes feel like Old school artists have had to deal with the genre changing much more than people in other genres have had to. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you sort of look at you mm. sort of look at like rock artists or whatever. They can sort of 
reggae, there's probably slight changes <laughs> with like lyrical concerns and stuff like that, that, that all the, the songwriting qualities or whatever. But essentially it is the same music. Whereas like, you know, I, I don't, I couldn't even begin to tell you what like some, like a 90s, what Sadat X, for example, just because we were talking about him earlier, what he would fucking make of a Kid Cudi album, like, or, 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 do you know what I mean? Or, or, a, or a Little Nas X, mm. or even a, you know, even a Drake record with singing on is, or, or just, just everything about it. Like, yeah. they just must be thinking this doesn't, this isn't even the fucking same area of music anymore. But maybe it isn't, I guess. Like, maybe it's all right to just sort of like separate off the sort of mm. purest, I don't know, hip hop. And then Kid Cudi, because Kid Cudi for me sort of sits in like, I don't know what you'd call it, but it, yeah, it does feel like it's a it's a step out of like any yes, sort of yeah, genre. Yeah. Really. It's it's like a genre bending, I guess you call it. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, bends the uh, bends the edges of the genre till they're almost cracking. All, uh, all the homophobes are like raging at the, <laughs> the idea of, of bending and yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, not more bending. Jesus. <laughs> uh, no, I know what you mean, yeah. But I think that there's certain rappers that do service that. You know, you listen to like a, you know, a yeah. J. Cole, a Dave East, uh, Kendrick, you know, all of those guys, you know, yeah. no, that, that nobody's got a problem with them. Do you know what I mean? They sort of see them as... Uh... Yeah. Although I heard an intro, I really, I saw this video, I can't remember who it was talking. I don't know how much you listen to J. Cole or if you've ever listened to J. Cole, but... I love J. Cole, yeah. Right, but he said, he said, I think J. Cole is brilliant. I think he's excellent at rapping, but I don't ever want to listen to any of his music. <laughs> I'd ever thought of it, but I do think that there are people like that. Go, yeah, he's really good. He's really good, but I just don't feel it like that. Do you know what I mean? Why though? Do, do they? There's no explanation. Just. I think he was just. Just the look of him. Like, yeah, maybe the dreads have finally got too long for him to sort of accept. Them, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like, too well. But the, but the reason I mentioned it is like, it's a few people have said that to me. That might just be the thing of like when somebody gets too big, though. Feel like yeah maybe I feel like a lot of people turn on artists when they get to a certain level where it's like if you were I don't know even like someone like Kendrick I feel like he's he's so uh, he's so kind of particular about what he's putting out and he's and he's managed to kind of cultivate a sound that feels very like deep and well thought out and complex mm. and like amazing but there's still people that are just like Oh, fuck him, he's overrated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's really totally. just because he's like so big and he's playing yeah. big. But then I, 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 I sort of, we all have that a bit, don't we? Like, it took me ages to watch Game of Thrones because everybody's raving about it. I still haven't watched it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. See what I mean? Yeah, should we? Should we? Yeah, yeah, mate, you absolutely should. But, but even like, to be honest with you, like genuinely, people just do nothing. When that first came out, people were raving about it so much. I thought, I can't fucking watch this show, man. Like, are you serious? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't, like... But it's just, you just get like that, don't you? Where, like, something's yeah. talked about so much. So the contrarian in you goes, well, actually, um, yeah. not quite as good as everybody seems to think it is. I saw it, or whatever. Like, it's just... Are you watching it wanting to hate it a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like listening to Kendrick going, oh, no... He said that bit. Trying to weird. find faults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's putting yeah. on a he's putting on a stupid voice. I don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to many live shows? Uh, not recently, but yeah, back in the day, I used to go to a lot. One of my favorite live shows was, uh, well, I went to a few, but like The Roots, I went to see live a few times. Mm, yeah. And uh, and NERD as well. Those were the two bands, I guess, that I, I went to see like a number of times because it was always fucking amazing. And The Roots, I don't know if you've seen The Roots like yeah. on stage, yeah. but the way the way they've just got all the like instruments and all of, they've got like a guy marching about the fucking huge tuba. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I've never even seen one of those. I don't think. <laughs> like, and it's just it's just such a vibe and like so much uh, so much fun, man. The thing about The Roots is like I've seen them so many times, I and mean, every single time you come away from it, going, "That's the best they've ever been." Every single. They're always incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. Did you say you you caught Questlove's drumstick at a show? Yeah, yeah. So there was a show where I was near the front and basically at the end he like signed his drumstick and just dashed it out into the crowd and I was like fucking jumped up my (laughs) long arm like douse him just like reached up and caught it. Yeah, I still got that. Was there a fight for it? 
a little bit. I had to like, I had to sort of grab it and then go down, like, and sort of hold on to it for a, <laughs> for a bit, just to like, you know I mean? just to sort of show that this is definitely mine. No one, no one else is having this. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a proud moment for me. One yeah. of the few, one of the like times when being tall was really, really worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so did you did you say you, you went to see NERD? Did you? Yeah, I went. So that's another story actually about me getting mm. like a thing in the crowd. So I, I also at NERD got a backstage pass. Like they just started giving them out to people in the sort of front, and I was just, yeah. I was right near the front, and I basically managed to get like a little backstage pass thing. And it was really weird because it's like you know when you sort of. You're in the middle of like fucking, it was basically like a mosh pit a lot of the time. It was like proper rowdy, like people going mental to like rock star and lap dance and those kind of tunes where it's like everyone's going nuts and we're all sweating and fucking. Then then suddenly like it was the end of the show and I'm with my mates as well. And none of them have a backstage pass. So it's just <laughs> me. And I'm like, all right, uh, see you in a bit. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I don't even know how it works. Like, what do you do with this, like, backstage pass? So I sort of, like, said bye to everyone and then, like, tried did they, to... Did they, did they know, they knew that you had a backstage You didn't try yeah, and stop yeah. it out yeah. and go, all right, I'm going to head off to the tube <laughs> bar. So, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they knew. They were like, fucking, oh, this is mad. They were all excited yeah. for me, which made me even more sort of nervous. And, like, I basically was, like, suddenly, like, kind of sobering up almost, like... Uh, <laughs> like all wet with sweat and just fucking like and I was such a, a fanboy as well I had like the NERD hat you know like the, the mesh yeah. hat which yeah. I still have to be fair so I'm like I shouldn't even laugh at myself but I also had like a Rolling Stones t-shirt on because I because wow. I sort of uh, I think it's because I had, had a Pharrell, taste. yeah and because Pharrell yeah. wore one like at one point and I was like you know wanted to sort of show my allegiance to uh, his influences and just show that I was a complete fanboy, I guess. So I ended up backstage, like, and eventually, like, I think it was in Shepherd's Bush, and uh, I, I sort of showed this pass, and the security let me through into this little, like, and you know how the backstage of these places is like? It's like a little, like, there's like a little tiny bar. There's like a few A&R-type people knocking about, and then it's just me just standing there, like, what the fuck yeah. am I doing? Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And and I basically just like uh, just waited for a bit, just sort of standing there, and then like gradually people started appearing, like the artists. So like um, Lee Harvey, underrated rapper. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what's mad? I chatted to him. Right, this is right. the first person I talked to, and I was like, uh, "Have you got any like songs coming out?" And he yeah. he had a whole album that right. he made with Pharrell, like with the Neptunes. Wow. A whole Lee Harvey album, and it never came out. It never saw the light of day. But that somewhere, there's just like all these. Because his his verse on that tune is great, right? I mean, it's like uh, not really. Come on, man! <laughs> he, goes, he goes. When you think of Harvey, you think of a Harley. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Yeah, like that. <laughs> he um, but he was a G. He's well, he's well, like uh, nice to me and shit. I had a little chat with him, and so that loosened me up a little bit. Then Khalees came in. And I was like fucking like buzzing over Khalees. Like I fucking love Khalees on on so many levels. She's just a fucking a G. So I'm getting them all to sign my hat and shit. And it's <laughs> what all did they? Like, did you get any reaction to you having uh, the hat and the Rolling Stones t-shirt? Was it? You know Khalees, Khalees said I like your t-shirt, and I was like, wow, fucking yes. And then Pharrell appeared, and in my memory, he just sort of magically appeared, like by the bar. <laughs> Right. He didn't come in the like the door like everybody else. He was just there suddenly, and I was like, "Fuck, it's Pharrell." And I did that thing that now I'm really um, I'm really aware of because I like get it from the other side. So like I did that thing, you know, when somebody like knows who you are and they just sort of stare at you and and kind of approach you, but they don't say anything. Mm, right. Just, yeah. And they're just sort of creepily like standing near you, close, like, close to you. And I, <laughs> I didn't sort of realize at the time how weird that was, but yeah, I basically <laughs> did that. I did that until until Pharrell like looked at me and was like, 
you're right. And basically gestured for me to like come and chat to him. How how long do you think he was aware of your approach before he decided to sort of engage with you? It felt like a long time, but it was probably not that long. It was probably like 10 seconds of me like kind of looking at him. I, I probably caught his eye like twice and then he just was like, he was on his own as well, which was like made it a bit easier. So he just sort of said, uh, like, sort of gestured to come over. And then I was like, because I was a music geek and I was the biggest Neptunes fan, like, ever. To the point where we had, like, Neptunes Chronicles. Like, we had CDs of, like, where we just put together all of the Neptunes, all of the unreleased stuff. Like, we had these, like, we made our own, like, albums and shit. So he... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was basically just straight oh, sure. in with just like you want to tell them everything. Right? Next, yeah, I was like, "What are you doing next?" All like, I love this, this, this. <laughs> I, I've got all of these things. I've got like the and t-shirt I just went, as well, of course. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. "I don't know if you noticed." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I basically just completely, <laughs> like, completely fanboyed, like to mm. like unapologetically, just like just showed him that I was just like like the biggest fan. And uh, and he, to be fair, he was amazingly polite, very cool, obviously, like just kind of nodded along and just like shook my hand, signed my hat and shit. And then he was, and then he was gone. And it was like, I was fucking buzzing. As soon as that <laughs> happened, I left because I was just like, that's that's the peak. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to like tell everyone and shit. And just I was just like, I remember coming out of there on my own, like just fucking with all this adrenaline and all this like excitement and just thinking, I've got no one to like share this with. It was so weird. It's such a it's such a strange start a fight, try and start a fight or something, yeah, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> to get it out of yeah. your system. Thanks. You know what, like, it's, it's funny though, because you must have it with like people just do nothing fans. Cause you have got yeah. I know obviously the show's massive and and all of that, but it's massive, but at the same time has quite a fucking dedicated kind of almost cult-like following. Do you know what I mean? So you yeah. must have you must have a lot of people come up to you and go, do you know, like, um, when Chibuddy's, like, t- like talking about refitting the room and then, like, you're sort of in the back and you do this look across to the others. It's <laughs> like, you don't even know about it's it. Like, it's, like, fucking mad because, like, none of my friends p- clocked it. And I went, did you just say, did you see the way that Steve's just looked across there? Like, that, <laughs> you must get a lot of that, right? There's sort of my niche. Do you yeah. know what it is? Normally, it's, like, the, because um, we obviously did, like, the YouTube, like, stuff ages before the TV right. show. So, like, everyone's sort of go-to thing is like, mate, I used to watch the YouTube stuff. Like, just that's, right, how, right, right. that's how you know. It's the like, purists, it's all, yeah, that's like yeah. Eminem Infinite. Like, I've been following <laughs> you, like, yeah. since back in the day, man. But yeah, it's, it is mad when you get those kind of, when you see people that are the equivalent of me with Pharrell that just sort of completely go weird. Mm. And like, and, it, and it's happened to me a few times where people just turn into like, I don't know, just like it's, you can tell it's not what they're normally like. Yeah. They, yeah. They're just yeah. losing their shit basically and just going sort of, I don't know, the excitement sort of takes over. And then, <laughs> and, and you sort of have to like, your job in that situation it, is to sort of deal with that and to sort yeah, of like, yeah. not, not be a dick and not sort of like ruin their vibe or whatever. But also, like, if they're trying to like hang off you and, or like, sort of be like inches away from your face like yeah, 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 yeah. telling you everything that they like in your ear or whatever it's it sometimes it's quite difficult man it's, it's mad at festivals it's a lot people trying to sort of well, give you drugs and like yeah yeah and they're already off their nuts people off their tits and then they see you and yeah. then i don't even imagine what that <laughs> downloads like into your yeah. ear like it's <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's emotional yeah like a spiritual journey but I always have that because whenever I've met rappers and I even like we've met people on this podcast I've made like a real dick of myself like Rupert and I after we interviewed uh, yeah, we had to like apologise oh, on the man. podcast for how we were I understand that but like w- whenever people are like that to me I always want to say to them I know you're not normally like this and yeah. I know you're just excited and it's absolutely fine I'm not gonna yeah. do you know what I mean I don't think you're a dick I don't you because a lot of the time I've had things where most of the conversations people apologising for how they're talking to me. So yeah, you know they yeah, go, yeah. "I really like this. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm just really sorry. I'm, God, why am I being so weird to you?" <laughs> like, like that. And that. That's most. That is most of the conversation. You sort of go, "Feel like saying, no, you don't have to apologise. Yeah. Just say that because otherwise, what's going to happen is we're going to go our separate ways, I and mean, then your story is going to be 
yeah. how you told me you were sorry like 75 <laughs> times in this conversation just... i like to reassure them by saying weird shit I, like i'll say like let's get weird like mm. let's take our tops off <laughs> like yeah. if they want a photo i'll be like you know what i mean like are we doing top trousers down or are we just yeah i'm out of it yeah because then if you're if you're weirder than them then it makes them feel more comfortable i guess yeah that's a good way of doing it. The worst one I've had is where I've tried to crack a joke and it's died on its ass. <laughs> You've just seen them. It's so funny to go, yeah, a bit like you're, a bit like you're jumpy and knob. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then they just like instantly aren't a fan Breaking. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Just basically all of the work that you've done has been undone by this one 30 second direct interaction. And they just sort of switch off. Like, yeah. like you know, on GTA, when the police suddenly stop following you and they just turn around and like, they're really close. They're really close to you, but suddenly they just lose all interest and walk away. Basically that. Steve, we that is our time, man. We've actually gone, we've actually gone oh, over wow. because, oh, well, because we've talked longer than an hour. I mean, that's how, so thank so you very welcome. much for that. I'll send the invoice. Uh, yeah, 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 please time. do, mate. For that, mm. for that eight minutes. <laughs> uh, so, wh- when is the film coming out? Uh, the film is coming out on the 18th of August. In right. all the good cinema. Is it like a big? Is there a big premiere? No, there's, there's not really because of COVID and and that like. I don't know. They're being a bit weird about it. You don't, have to say, you don't have to say that just because. There is, there's like going to be. Ang- I'm angling to come. There's going to be but, screenings, but not. Right. right, right. You're not allowed to say premiere because then uh, that means you have to have all these permissions and like the police have to be notified and all this sort of shit. Oh. Uh, okay. But there will be screenings which you'll be yeah. hearing about. So if you if if you get invited to an initial screening, basically that is uh, that's like that. an elite. That's basically a prohibition. Yeah, exactly. It'll be underground on a projector <laughs> with like a with like a little Bose speaker at the front. <laughs> uh, well, look, man, we can't wait for it all to come. I, I just think it's amazing, man, that you've like. Look, I don't want to. I'm about to be like you with. Uh, yeah, Pharrell, do the fanboy thing. Like, get a bit closer. Yeah, but yeah. Like, g- genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is they're doing a documentary about what's what what you guys have done, right? like in terms. Yeah, of yeah, BBC. You from inception because it is. Just, I know that you, we're, we're, we're wrapping this up and now I'm about to ask something major, but I don't know how much you ever step aside from it and think you've gone from creating this little thing that was just so you guys and so much your idea. And it's, yeah. it is an amazing thing to experience yeah. and gone through, right? Um, I guess what's extra sort of special and, and what I feel particularly lucky about is that it's kind of managed to... We've managed to keep the same team all the way through. Like mm. even with the film, it's like the same director, the same like DOP, the same makeup artist. Like it's it's all the same people working on it, and uh, and it has become like a proper sort of like a family mm. thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's been a proper sort of special uh, journey. But, but the documentary is mad because I guess yeah, you don't really stop and kind of because you're always just doing stuff you're doing the next mm. thing like once you do one series you do the next series and so on and then we were doing a film and it's like this year's been the sort of first time we stopped and kind of been like reflective about it and uh yeah and we've got like martin freeman on the documentary talking mm. about how much like he loves all the things about it and stuff and that's fucking surreal like that's so mad yeah there's a bit where he's like talking about steves and he's like if that guy hasn't done uh, a lot of drugs in his life then he's basically robert de niro <laughs> and i Is was that like that's what he says Amazing. and i was like i haven't done many drugs. that's incredible so you are <laughs> so yeah. i'm basically robert de niro yeah there you go so there one for the poster yeah Wow. That sort of shit just blows it's an, it's, it's an interesting way of working because what I do with my stuff is I tell people that I'm going to keep them on board for forever and then I cut it off <laughs> and as soon as we can get very consistent, different yeah. team here. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like very sort of very disloyal. It's worked. It's worked. Yeah. Just upgrade, upgrade every year. Yeah. Constantly, constantly. But never tell anyone. This guy's see you on the next series. And then, yeah, and then be like, when they see you in the street or whatever, be like, yeah. oh, what? They didn't get <laughs> I, I specifically I chased are. it loads. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I told them. So you're not doing it. Oh, my God. Blame on the channel. Bloody <laughs> channel four again. <laughs> you know what they're like. Uh, well, look, Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to yeah. you, man. Yeah, man, uh, you too. Thank Thanks you so a lot for having me. On. It's an honour.
it is an honour for all of us to be yes, talking together. to each other, you know, with what's gone on in the world. And it really <laughs> does make you reflect, doesn't it? God, I'm so fucking hungover. <laughs> we've made it. I think you should start yeah, drinking made. again. It's half 12 Do you think now. so? Yeah, I think so. Mate, yeah, get, get a goblet out, hair of the dog. <laughs> there you go. go. <laughs> all right, I'm on it, guys. I'm on it. If you, you're about to hear about some pretty mad stories about my parenting this afternoon. <laughs> uh, enjoy that. Uh, all right, Wicked. Cheers, mate. Right, Thank then. you. Take care. Nice one. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.